To put things in a modern perspective, there are 42.5 million displaced persons in the world today. More people were displaced in 2012 than at any other time during the past decade. There are 12 million refugees, 3.2 million of whom are living in Africa. According to the United Nations estimate, every year, more than 5 million people cross international borders to go and live in a developed country, while the number of people who move to a developing nation or within their country is much greater. Human Development Report, 2009, Part 9 Some 2.5 million people are being trafficked around the world. There are a million asylum seekers, 80% of them housed in developing states. They comprise the tortured, political dissidents, the starving poor, and oppressed religious and ethnic minorities. It has only been over the past century that the international community has attempted to regulate migration and to define those who should be accorded the special title of refugees. An important step was the establishment, in 1951, of the Office of the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, initially intended to address the refugee problems consequent upon World War II. In the ancient world, by contrast, displaced persons weren't even a statistic. Though a few migrant groups caught the headlines, often due to the Odyssean circuitousness of their wanderings, the majority disappeared without trace once they had severed ties with their homeland. Citing the numerous accounts of Greek heroes being driven into exile as the result of murder, jealousy, and other exigencies, Gilbert Murray, 1934, page 207, perceptively observed, All Hellas was Anastatos, driven by its home by the constant warpaths and uprootings of peoples. This, as I shall seek to demonstrate, was no less true of Greece in historical times. Note. For the meaning of Anastatos, in a migratory context, see Hansen and Nielsen, 2004, page 123. The instability of medieval as well as ancient communities has been emphasized by Osborne, 1991, 139-167, here in the context of village life. Walzer, 1981, pages 1-35, to though dated, provides an excellent introduction to many issues relating to migration, particularly the human toll on both migrants and receiving community. It is also the case that scholars have largely overlooked the scale of the humanitarian crises that regularly occurred consequent upon war, famine, and political upheaval. Not that humanitarian crises that occurred thousands of years ago could be expected to stir much passion today. Many Greeks found themselves displaced and on the move, condemned to live out the rest of their lives in moldy shacks and frosty tents. This said, our sources tell us very little about refugees in particular, and not much about migrants in general. Their existence, though widespread at all periods of history, receives but cursory mention, and then only when it happens to alter the political landscape. It has only been relatively recently that scholars have become interested in migrants, refugees, Gastarbeiter, asylum seekers, and the urban homeless. Over the past twenty-five years, however, Migration studies has become a burgeoning field of inquiry that incorporates a wide range of disciplines, including demography, economics, geography, history, sociology, anthropology, psychology, and cultural studies. Those who work in migration studies are concerned not only with process, but also with the personal experiences of migrants and refugees. Much of its focus, 
as well as its theoretical underpinning, however, lies outside the scope of the present investigation. Questions such as, what is the desired relationship between refugees and asylum seekers on the one hand, and human rights and domestic law on the other? How should one weigh the right of the state unilaterally to prevent potential immigrants from crossing its borders against the right of individuals to freedom of international movement? Should the economic and cultural gains of migration to society be prioritized before the strains that migration imposes on its social fabric have little or no relevance to the ancient world? Likewise, concepts such as multiculturalism, cosmopolitanism, globalism, and so on, which feature so prominently in discussions of contemporary diasporas, cannot usefully be applied to the ancient world.